0: The contents of The Lab Report are meant for (laughs) educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. (laughs) Today on The Lab Report, we're going to talk to Dr. Jeffrey Gladden.
1: Longevity guru and author of the book, 100 is the New 30.
0: That's right. Just ask Keith Richards. Ouch.
1: The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. Dude. That disclaimer was creepy in my ears. Was it creepy? What was that voice? I was trying to
0: imitate you. That is not how I sound. (laughs) That's what I was trying to do No
1: way. (laughs) Nope. Hello. Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you today? I'm
0: doing great. Patty Devers, how are you? I'm
1: totally crushing it. Oh, wow. Like, totally crushing it. That's
0: awesome. Thanks. Man, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, So this is a podcast. It's Uh called The Lab Report. It's where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, functional and integrative medicine, and natural therapeutics, you know, all that all that good stuff. All that good I stuff. Like the natural therapeutics. You do,
1: as a naturopath, and if you also like good natural things, I'm glad you found the show, and if you're returning, thank you so much for your ongoing support, and if you're new, mm-hmm. welcome aboard. Hey. It's going to be a fun ride, <laughs> and hopefully, if you like the show, you go to iTunes and Spotify, perhaps follow the show, mm-hmm. and you know, leave us a review, give some like stars and things like that.
0: You can do a lot of stuff. You can. but The world is Oyster online. Whoa. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Uh, you can also send feedback directly to us. Mm-hmm. You can send that feedback to podcast at gdx.net. That is our email address. We
1: read them all and we respond to all of them. So thank you so much. Keep them coming. We love hearing from you.
0: Patty, have you heard about Genova Connect? Oh,
1: have I heard about it? Well, this is the greatest thing. If you're a consumer out there and a listener and you want access to Genova testing yourself, you can go to connect.gdx.net. There you can order testing yourselves. We also use that to kind of connect you with a Genova client somewhere in your in your area so you can follow up with a functional medicine clinician.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. I agree, Oliver. I well, agree.
1: You know, I'm pretty excited because today we're going to speak to Dr. Jeffrey Gladden, who happens to be a longevity guru yeah. and author of the book 100 is the new 30. But what's interesting is he talks about aging is not a linear process. Rather than looking at numbers, we should be looking at other things.
0: It's very interesting. I, I I think there's some evidence to support that. And I'm specifically thinking about some of the research around telomeres, Uh where we tend to think of telomeres also shortening in some sort of linear fashion. So the sense that, you know, depending on your telomere score, it's going to tell you your biological age. But what they found is like this, this is actually quite adjustable. Um, remember that, that study where they had the twin brothers? One was an astronaut that right. like, went up yes, into yes, space. Yes, and yes. All and yeah. like, they were like, oh, his telomeres are like way longer than his twin brother. And then <laughs> yeah. it was like a year later and they're like, oh, they're back to the normal same length. <laughs>
1: we need to do a whole episode on tel- telomeres. But for today, we're going to dive into longevity and things you can do to optimize your health and age gracefully and continue to crush it. So without further it's ado, about crushing it. <laughs> let's call Dr. Jeffrey Gladden. Yeah. Michael, I'm so excited. I'm pumped. I for this. know. We have Dr. Jeffrey Gladden on the show today. And Dr. Jeffrey Gladden, MD, fellow of the American College of Cardiology, is a distinguished authority in the field of longevity and preventative medicine. As the founder and medical director of Gladden Longevity and Advanced Performance Center, an esteemed clinic located in Dallas, Texas, he is dedicated to optimizing life energy, longevity, health, and performance. Dr. Gladden graduated with honors in medicine from Temple University and built a distinguished career as an interventional cardiologist, making significant contributions across various cardiology domains. However, his path took a transformative turn in his mid-50s when confronted with his own health challenges. Refusing to accept a diagnosis of you're just getting old. Take an antidepressant. He embarked on a personal quest to unravel the mysteries of ageless living through a unique blend of pioneering research, ancient wisdom, and cutting-edge technologies. Dr. Gladden is passionately dedicated to uncovering the keys to living young for a lifetime. Dr. Gladden is the host of the Gladden Longevity podcast and author of the new book, 100 is the New 30, How Playing the Symphony of Longevity Will Enable Us to Live Young for a Lifetime. And with that, nice. welcome to the show, Dr. Gladden. Thank you so
0: much.
2: Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Patrick, Michael, good to see you. Yeah. Michael. So
0: I want to start here because in your bio, you kind of mentioned a little bit of the health challenges that led to this journey and focusing on yeah. longevity. Can you tell us a little bit about that story about, you know, being a busy cardiologist and then moving into the yeah. era- arena you're in now?
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. So <clears throat> when I was in my 50s, I, you know, I was running my own cardiology group. Um, we ended up with 10 offices and 12 doctors and we flew around. Little A thirty six Bonanza airplane servicing some outlying communities around the Dallas area and nice. southeast Oklahoma. Um, I was building cath labs. I was starting heart failure programs and heart attack oh. programs for rural hospitals. And then I was involved in co founding a heart hospital, um, which has become a really well recognized facility uh, in the U.S. It's won you know numerous awards for excellence um and so i'm in the middle of all these things plus <clears throat> married and having kids and you know all of a sudden i'm putting on weight i'm really really tired i it's it's hard for me to get out of bed uh even after a full night's sleep um <clears throat> and when i would come under significant stress i would feel myself kind of go over a cliff of depression mm-hmm. like not like you could talk yourself out of it it's okay. just like wow just you know like <laughs> right over a waterfall yeah. Yeah. And so my father also had died with dementia and um, and I was starting to develop some brain fog. And so I'm like, wow, I I can't believe, you know, things have come to this. And um, and I'd always been very athletic. I played soccer in college and um, basketball and things like that. And, you know, snowboard, mountain bike was doing all that stuff and loved doing it. But, you know, I was starting to feel like, man, I'm not going to be able to keep up anymore, not only athletically, but but even professionally. And so that's when I went in and got tested. And when the test results came back, that's when I was told, you know, hey, you know, you're just getting older, why don't you take an antidepressant? Everything checks out? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, you know, it was such an existential moment for me. um, I couldn't believe that I had reached the zenith of my life, right. Right, So and you know, I think I think everybody listening, you probably either know somebody in your family, or maybe you yourself have hit a point where you start to, I, I term it call you know, feel your own mortality, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you feel your own mortality, whether it's a surgery or an event or an accident or whatever happens, <clears throat> you know, it's really kind mm-hmm. of life shifting. And and we can only we can never control what happens, but we can control how we respond to it. So in my case, I decided to figure it out and uh that's when i kind of threw myself into functional medicine integrative medicine age management medicine and two and a half years later i'd figured out everything that was going on well, Amazing!
1: I mean, I did think you, you're speaking our language oh uh, yeah you
0: know, for sure. i know <laughs> i got two young kids like all the crazy busy mm-hmm. brain fart mm-hmm. hard to get all the yep. stuff so you're yep. speaking my right. language did you shift uh what you were doing professionally did you slow down at all i mean i know
2: You weren't really doing that much at the time. But um, (laughs) did you
0: did you did you alter your work schedule?
2: No, I didn't. I just started going to conferences and reading on the weekends and just filling in around everything else I had going on, Mm -hmm. just because I was just so passionate about trying to reclaim my, you know, what ultimately I would say, reclaim my youthfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, I felt like I was trying to reclaim my health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after two and a half years, I figured out that I had subclinical thyroid hypothyroidism. So my thyroid numbers all looked fine. In my lab work, but, Mm -hmm. you know, biometric testing showed that I wasn't getting enough thyroid into my tissues. And genetic testing showed that I don't convert inactive thyroid to active thyroid in my brain very efficiently, right? I'm homozygous for a DIO2 mutation. So, you know, figuring that out and getting on the, the right combination of T3 and T4 was kind of like turning the lights back on, yeah. nice. and then my my anxiety leading to depression, leading to brain fog. I don't have Alzheimer's genes, but I have genes that interfere with my methylation cycle and my ability to make neurotransmitters uh, efficiently. Uh, and so, once I got on the right combination of supplements to take care of that, um, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I feel bulletproof again. Right. And, and then from there, you know, I was becoming hormonally depleted, which, you know, men go through andropause, women go through menopause. And so getting on some hormone replacement therapy uh, with some testosterone or DHEA kind of turned that around. So, you know, then two and a half years later, you know, I lost 20 pounds of fat, put on 10 pounds of muscle, weighed what I did in college, uh, you know, and my kids had a hard time keeping up with me again. <laughs> and i'm like you know what i like this This is, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, and i'll bet i'm not the only person that would like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that's when i started to ask the first real question which was you know i wonder how good we can be yeah mm-hmm. you know, i wonder how fit how strong how mentally sharp right how spiritually aligned how relationally replete can our lives be literally how good can we be not just physically right from a physician's perspective, but how good and how big of a contribution can we make to the planet, right? How big of an opportunity can we step into? So that really made me realize that I was done with cardiology because I was not able to ask those questions inside cardiology. I had to ask, are you having chest pain? Are you doing this, right? So I wanted to ask bigger questions.
1: That's beautiful, that's beautiful. And I mean, let's just dive into this, right? So many of us think of aging as a very linear process, We know that you challenge that thinking about chronological age. So how do you frame the process of aging?
2: Um, Well, first off, I think think everybody is kind of on a hero's journey, right? In their own life, right? right? And I think the journey is to become the hero of your own life. So what does that mean? What does it look like to be the hero of your own life? Well, for me, I think we have a birthright to live young and i think we have a birthright to live unencumbered and what i mean by that is you know we have all come through traumas in our lives you know our, nobody had a perfect childhood mm-hmm. nobody got all the unconditional love that they needed you know everybody's suffered you know through through things along the way mm-hmm. And what happens to us is we we, we suffer these traumas and then <clears throat> we live in reaction to those traumas, mm-hmm. right? They shape our reaction. Mm-hmm. And then we start to tell stories to ourselves about those traumas and what they are, right? right. And then those stories actually lead to us taking on an identity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now the identity is a trauma-informed identity, if you will. Yeah. It's not our true identity, it's a trauma-informed identity. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the real magical things in longevity is actually realizing that your health will be much better, your opportunities will be much bigger, your relationships will be much better. If you also not only take the time to crack the code on the biology, but if you go into the psycho spiritual space, to crack the code on how do I become unencumbered from these stories that I've been telling myself, these limitations I put on myself we've always heard that, you know, we're, our, we're, our, we're our biggest enemy, or we're our own self limiting, you know, mm-hmm. person or whatever it is, right? right? Nobody limits us more than we do ourselves. right And when you actually get to a point where you go back and understand what the traumas were, how they impacted you, then you heal them. And then you transcend them. When you go through those stages, which becomes a psycho spiritual journey then you can look back on it and there's nothing but love for everything that happened it's like it's all been a gift mm-hmm. it's all been a gift there's nothing traumatic about it it all talked brought me to where i am today and my opportunities are bigger than ever and now you can step into them completely uninhibited and it's why we're building a global company out of Glad and longevity right mm-hmm. because why not right. <laughs> so- Nice. I would right. enjoy. It. I, like, right. My next question would be: How do I become unencumbered, Doctor Gladman? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Well, it's <clears throat> yeah, it's unencumbered in two ways, right? So we talked a little bit about the psycho-spiritual space, and I think it starts with, I think it starts with you know doing some counseling, right? Where you you get some insight into what 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 did it happen, and what did I react to, and who was responsible for what, and you know where does all that fall, and then understanding what the stories are that you've developed around that and and how you're kind of living in reaction, I call it living on tilt, Mm -hmm. kind of like a poker player that loses three hands in a row, right, they go on tilt, right. And so we experience these traumas, and we go on tilt, and we walk into the room on tilt, right, and everybody else in the room can see it. But we can't see it because we've normalized it, we think it's just this is how it is. But it doesn't have to be that way. And so once you can actually See what you can see and then help have somebody help you see what you can't see. Right. Right. Once you characterize that, then that's when you have the substrate to start the healing process, which is actually, you know, forgiving them, forgiving yourself, whatever it takes, understanding, you know, replacing those energetics in your brain. Um, and then moving into this transcendent space where it's like, no, it's all good. It's all been for the good. Right. And that's how, you, that's how you do it there. And then, and then medically, we do it by unraveling all the knots of biology yeah. right <clears throat> so you get the understanding then you go into the healing then you go into the transcendence into how do you activate longevity so they're kind of parallel uh, processes it's
0: profound it's absolutely profound yeah. i I'm wondering, too, because we talk a lot, you know, we're a naturopath. We're in functional medicine, integrative medicine space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patty Zadillo was formerly a hospitalist. And so uh, I wonder so much of what we're doing is lifestyle medicine or behavior change medicine. um, And Mm -hmm. what you're talking about is sort of the, the, the inner work of healing the trauma do you think one has to start before the other? Like to me, I think sometimes you have to have that why you're doing a behavior change before you try to attempt the behavior change. Mm -hmm. You think it's like that or you think it's more, these things are kind of feed forward cycles and they work together.
2: I think you start with your pain point, right? Like in my case, I got started on this because of, uh, well, I got started on the psycho-spiritual journey, really. I've been kind of on that journey, I think, since I was three years old, quite honestly. I remember walking down the street at three years old, debating the existence of God. <laughs> as um, all three-year-olds and, do. At, as all three-year-olds did. <laughs> and, and someday aspiring to become wise, right? Why, and why. and I remember that. So I've been on that journey all along. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know, for me, when I hit that point in my 50s, you know, the pain point was I can't do what I used to do. I don't look like I used to look. I you know, and so that pain point is what pushed me into the process. As you go through the process, you if you're asking the question, not how do I get back to where I was, but how good can I be? Right? Mm. And we have other questions. Now, how do we make 100 to new 30? How do you live well beyond 120? And how do you live young for a lifetime? If you're asking big questions, then when you get back to where you were, It's not enough. It's like, no, but how good can we be? Right. And Mm -hmm. so I'm still feeling this trauma. I'm still feeling that whatever it is. Right. So it's really I think if if you're a listener, how do you get started? Start with your pain point Mm -hmm. and then realize that you want to be asking bigger questions. If you know in life, you really only get the answers to the questions that you're asking. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're asking, how do I fix my knee? That's the answer you'll get. But if you're asking a bigger question, your knee will get fixed and everything else will come along for the ride. So uh, anyway, that's kind of how it works. That's
0: awesome.
1: I'm overwhelmed by the profundity of of all the things you just said. And, and, you know, in your book... One hundred is the new thirty. You lay out ways to change your mindset and the importance of pursuing purpose. So let's talk about these things as it relates to longevity. Is it exactly what you were just saying? Ask the bigger questions and what's the purpose? Is that kind of yeah. where you're going with that?
2: Yeah, I think it's. I think it is. I think you know we basically have broken longevity uh, down. Uh, and I'll give you the rationale for this into four different segments. There's a, a a life energy circle. We call it a longevity circle, a health circle and a performance circle. And the reason we've done that is because <clears throat> in many cases, um, people are approaching longevity through just one circle. Like I'm going to get healthy. My strategy to longevity is I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to get hormones. I'm going to stop drinking and I'm going to stop smoking, whatever it is. They get healthy strategy, right? <clears throat> The problem is that that might work if linear was an age, if rather if aging was a linear process, but it's not, it's an exponential process, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We, we see this, we know it because people in their 70s and 80s age so much more than between 30 and 40, right? right. Or 40 and 50, like look at the difference between 80 and 90. Or even, you know, in my mom's case, right? At 88, she's driving, going around, doing all kinds of things. By 90, one, you know, the wheels had come off. And so people go downhill kind of very quickly. And so it's really an exponential process. The other handicap we have is that we can't feel that, right? As we sit here today, we can't feel that it's an exponential process. It's like every year is another birthday. If I were to ask you, what are you going to be like 10 years from now? What are you going to be like 15 years from now? If I ask myself that, I don't know, probably about like I am, Mm -hmm. right? It's very, it's almost impossible to imagine, Mm -hmm. right? Just think, drill into that for a minute. You almost can't imagine what it's going to be like to be 15 years older and on the decline. Mm -hmm. So we're involved in a process that we can't feel. We see it all around us. We have a hard time relating to it. And so we take a strategy that's a linear strategy to an exponential problem, and that's why it fails. So in order to actually win at this game, you have to have an exponential strategy for an exponential problem. And that's why all first four circles become critical in that process. And to get back to the question <clears throat> in the life energy circle, it starts with mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the most important mindsets, if you're listening to this, is, you know, are you married to your current answers or are you married to your questions? I love that. Because, yeah. Right. Because yeah. as soon as we get married to our current answers, like, well, I know how to work out. I know how to eat. I know how to sleep. I know. How to, I know what this is. I, I take my hormones. I've got this figured out. You're already in the backwash. Mm. Because what worked for you in your 30s is not gonna work in your 40s. What works for you in your forties isn't gonna work in your 50s, and so on and so on. So if you're not asking, if you're not married to the questions, right, then you know that's the biggest mindset shift. So you really wanna think about what is it that I'm married to? Um, and even in a relationship, even if you're in a married relationship, you don't want to be married to the way it is. You want to be married to the questions. How do we have the best relationship possible? Right. So uh, I think this is one of the keys to life. Yeah,
1: you're like a guru. <laughs> like, you know, I'm in like, awe. Um, <laughs> we need the gong. We need the gong somewhere. <laughs> so, well,
0: I was gonna say this. You mentioned we we hear this quite a bit of like you know the the way you are or behave in your 40s determines how you are health wise in your 50s and and vice and and so on and so forth. Uh, my question is, how quickly do you think we can dramatically maybe alter the rate of our aging process?
2: Very quickly. You know, I think it's true that you know the better you take care of yourself at any stage that always accrues to the positive side of the ledger, right. Um, <clears throat> but I do know that um even people that have beaten themselves up, were able to uh, reverse aging for them, right? and and so it's important to understand that all of us are really a mosaic of ages. Hmm. Right. We have a chronological age. And then people talk about, well, I had my biological age tested and I was, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm five years younger than my chronological age. So I'm good. Wow. Right. Well, that's that's really, really, really a dangerous statement. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have one biological age. You have many biological ages and you're only as young as your oldest biological age. Sure.
0: Yeah, that makes sense
2: right? Yeah, yeah. So so you really need to measure them all, you know, what's my bone age, my heart age, my liver age, my kidney age, my brain age, right? <clears throat> and then you've got to know, well, how long are my telomeres? What is my epigenetic age? What's the status of my mitochondria? Right? How many senescent cells have, have I built up? Mm-hmm. What are my inflammatory markers, <clears throat> you know, and on and on. And so when you when you actually break the problem down, and you see your mosaic of ages, then all of a sudden, you can say, Okay, this is where I am in the health process. This is where I am in the aging process. This is where my performance levels are. These are the issues I have with regards to becoming unencumbered. And now you can actually create a exponential strategy to pull all those things apart. And the answer is you can actually reverse biological age very quickly um, in a matter of months for people if you get them doing the right things. And then when you have you know, a mindset and you have a life energy <clears throat> that actually is unencumbered, It just reinforces health because you're not beating yourself up all the time. Mm -hmm. You're not stressing about things. Right. And stress is such a massive driver of age. So,
1: yeah. Well, at Gladden longevity, you, you must then do a a lot of testing. Like, do you do all these tests like telomeres and we know you, you use functional medicine testing as well, but do you measure all of these things you just discussed? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Everything. Yeah, and then it's a matter. Yeah, everything. Of, yeah, and then it's a matter of correcting the underlying imbalances, and is it supplements and you know diet and lifestyle? All of that is part of this.
2: Yes. So it boils down to, and we've developed testing also where we're doing proteomics and transcriptomics. So we're looking at. <clears throat> it's one thing to know what your genes are, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's helpful. But what you really want to know is how are your genes being expressed? Mm -hmm. Right? So when you look at the proteins, right, that are actually being made from the genes, the proteomics, Mm -hmm. um, you start to get a feeling for how the genes are actually expressing themselves. And as we go through life, genes get turned on, genes get turned off, and the profiles of expression change. So Mm -hmm. we've developed transcriptomic and proteomic trusting to go after the drivers of aging. We're up to 16 hallmarks of aging now. Uh, We keep adding to them, right? And so we're able to look at about 12 of those right now, um, and we're working to add in the other ones. But the point is that when you can start to dissect the aging problem and look at the proteomics, then to your point, you can get even more specific with the way you approach it. So diet and exercise, sleep, stress reduction, always gonna be part of it. that's just the entry, right, Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. get into the game. But then from there, you can actually go in with specific supplements to compensate for particular genetic proclivities or tendencies. Then we have peptides. Then we have custom peptides that will go in and modulate genetic expression to bring you back into more youthful right, genetic expression. Then there are regenerative therapies, right? Many regenerative therapies, <clears throat> you know, stem cells, exosome, peptides, you know, ozone, lots of different things that we use to actually. Um, help rebuild the system. Mm-hmm. So when you start to orchestrate all this into a symphony, right, yeah. and become symphonic, you're not doing the same thing all the time. You're you're actually cycling between different states like you're anabolic and you're building and then you're catabolic and you're rebuilding right from the inside. So AMPK versus mTOR, you're familiar with yep. this. Yep. And, so, yep. and so when you're modulating this back and forth, you start to play this symphony. The next thing you know, we think that it's possible to do extraordinary things. Wow. So, wow.
0: You're. Obviously, a big picture person um, asking the big question. So, I really want to get your insight into this. We have so many people on, and so many people have come into this health and wellness space uh, with varying opinions. And it seems like there's just a such a focus on diet. You know, this is the diet you need to eat this, and we have such a hard time because we hear it, you know, from all ends of the spectrums. And you know, we're very much yeah. sort of like you got to address each person individually. But mm-hmm. I want to get maybe your bigger sense of how how, what piece of the puzzle is the diet and how do you approach diet?
2: Yeah. Well, diet's important. Um, I think we all agree with that, right? Even the people that come on and say diet's everything, Mm but you know, diet's important. We agree. It's important. Um, the thing is that the problem with every diet, as I see it is that it begins with the food Mm -hmm. and it really needs to begin with the person. Yeah. Right. What are your genetics? How are you built? What's your gut biome doing right what's your blood sugar what's your metabolic situation do you have bacterial overgrowth do you have leaky gut what are your food sensitivities you know until you actually understand the person you don't actually don't know what foods are going to be helpful Mm -hmm. so for somebody to come in and say well we all need to eat meat we all need to be keto we all need to be you know this or vegan we all need to be whatever it's like well maybe right maybe for somebody that's the right thing Mm -hmm. but that's not the question. The real question is, what's the right thing for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So again, you have to unravel the knot to understand where you are. And then we make dietary prescriptions all the time, but each one is customized. So and we think that it's wrong to try to push biology into a corner biology doesn't like to be pushed into a corner. It likes balance. It likes, it likes cycling through things, right? So it doesn't wanna be keto all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't wanna be overfed all the time. It doesn't wanna be starved all the time. And so being able to actually modulate through different states and have really what you want out of any diet is metabolic flexibility. The ability to pick up something, eat it, digest it, not have it spike your blood sugar, not have it crater this or that, and and go on down the road. So that's what we strive for. Yeah. So you know as I'm talking, as
1: I'm listening to you, Doctor Gladden, what, what came to me is, Michael, do you remember we spoke to Liz Lipsky from IFM mm-hmm. about the word diet and, and she described she went back to the Greek form where it came from, Dieta, and she says, it's everything that you bring into you, not just food, but it's your ah. environment, what you watch, what you're listening to, I who love you're that. around. So, so it becomes a really that. profound thing, yeah. and, and it came to me as you were speaking, Dr. Yeah. Gladden. Yeah. That's fascinating.
0: Well, I want to yeah. get your insight too, as far as like where, what's, what's in it for the future of sort of this idea of longevity? Are we in our infancy stage? Where, where do you see this kind of, this whole area of understanding knowledge going?
2: Well, I think I think we're really going to crack the code. I think um, I think we are cracking the code now. I think that um, you know we have people now, myself included. We're aging for every year that we're alive, we're aging less, right? Less than a year, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a step in the right direction. And I think as technologies come along and regenerative technologies come along, we'll be will be aging even less, right? And then I think being able to reverse biological aging and stay young, um, I think is definitely happening. So I do think that it's really important to identify as being young. And so in my own situation, I wake up 27 every day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 27. I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 27. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. And right and and the beauty of that is in being 27 is that it changes my reference point so if i don't feel 27 for some reason it's like hmm i don't say well you know i'm really good for my age or i'm better than most people my age Mm. i don't acquiesce to the aging process i say no i'm 27. Uh, what do i need to do to get back to 27 so you see what i'm saying all of a sudden you shift back so yes i think it is possible to crack the code I think we are going to live a long time. We have ways to lengthen telomeres. We have ways to change epigenetic age. I think it's only going to get better. We will, you know, get to a point where I don't think we have to age at all anymore. Uh, And I think that's happening within the next, you know, within the next decade, quite honestly. Wow. I love that. Wow.
1: Awesome. Yeah. That's why I'm gonna wake up every day now, Michael. Now yeah, up. so you
2: guys should each pick an age. What age <laughs> you want
1: to be?
0: I think when I it. was a three year old, I think I was walking around as a 40-year-old. So I'd have some
1: I might have some more of the work to do.
2: <laughs> well,
1: well I will say there are listeners out there probably freaking out trying to figure out how to get to you. So how could listeners find you to sign up to work with you?
2: Yeah. So we're we're glad uh, they can go there. We also, as you mentioned uh, earlier in the show, uh, have the Glad Longevity podcast. Uh, we just recorded our 200th episode nice. uh, a week or so ago. Um, nice. So, that, yeah, thank you. So there's a lot of a lot of good information there. And then the book was just published. They can get it on Amazon. 100 is a new 30. If you just go to Amazon, 100 is a new 30. Um it's become an Amazon bestseller uh, right out of the box. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's an opportunity to go into all this in much more detail, Mm -hmm. uh, where we really start to break it down. I mean, just tons of information in there, actionable information. And I think what people are liking about the book is that even though I go into very scientific information, I tend to break it down in a way where everybody can digest it. Mm -hmm. So try to make it approachable.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I, another question I have is you're talking about balancing sort of the work around just altering the biology, but then also at the same time altering kind of the purpose, the, the psycho spirituality component, which yep. between those two things do you think is harder work to do?
2: Mm, man. <clears throat> well, I think it depends. <laughs> I think, it, I, it depends. you know, there isn't one answer to that. I think, I think, um, I think the physical work is, um, Difficult. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the one of the keys to getting the physical work done is actually changing your environment so that you live in an environment that supports the mission. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you, you know, if you want to uh, get back in shape, right, then you've got to think through the environment. How am I going to work out? And I encourage people to work out seven days a week because then you don't have to decide is Mm -hmm. today the day, Right as soon as there's a decision the failure rate goes to 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to remove the decision, right? So no, to get I'm okay. me, Dr. Gladden. <laughs> That's right. So you work out every single day. Yeah. And so well then what am I going to do? Where are my sneakers? Where are my shorts? Where am I what am I going to do when it rains? What you have to you have to orchestrate the environment around you to make it effortless to succeed, right? So I think I think that's a big thing of making it easier. So when you ask what's harder, I think in any case, what you do is is, uh, orchestrate the environment to make it as easy as possible. You get the ice cream out of the freezer, you take the Twinkies out of the pantry, right? Because if they're there, you have willpower in the morning, but you won't at night, right? I don't have willpower at night. So, right? So you have to orchestrate the environment. So I think on the psycho-spiritual side, I think the hard part is that um, and this is probably the hardest part, is that we've come to think that the way we think is the way it really is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. right? And we don't realize that we it's just made up, right. Right? right? Once you have the realization that everything is made up and that your view of the world is actually made up too, yeah. once you realize that it's malleable, that it's not just that way, then all of a sudden it's like it gives you license to go in and look at it Throw this out, take that out, add this in, be grateful for this, right? So I think, I think it's hard for us sometimes to get out of our own way in terms of what we believe to be. Well, it has to be this way. Well, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It actually doesn't. So I think there's hard work on both ends.
0: Holy
1: smokes. I want to apologize in advance to Genova because I'm going to be spending the rest of the day unpacking all of this wisdom mm. and re-listening <laughs> to this over and over and over. And I'm sure our listeners... Yeah, you might as well just go home. I know, right? I'm sorry, Jenova. <laughs> um, but that being said, for everyone listening, you can check out and go find Dr. Gladden at gladdenlongevity.com. Check out the Gladden Longevity podcast. And in fact... Um, we have a promo code that Dr. Gladden so wonderfully offered our listeners. If you go to GladdenLongevityShop.com and use GENOVA15 as a code, you'll get 15% off of anything in the online store, and it expires nice. at the end of October, which is super awesome. So we'll link to all of these things in the show notes. But before we let you go... Dr. Gladden, we do have one last question that I'm going to kick to Michael. Sure. It's called the fireball. It's
0: always a curveball question. It's meant to catch you off guard. Nice. so hot, Mm -hmm. you can't even hold on to it. Uh, I I may just (laughs) let it pass. Right, because you you guys can't see, he has this amazing backdrop of uh, the ocean, palm trees, and we have to know he's in a tropical area. And so my question for you is actually, what's the most delicious tropical fruit?
1: Hmm.
0: Man, I'll
2: tell you, uh, I used to have a place in Hawaii, and we would go hiking sometimes and come across f- fresh guava. Wow! And wow. pull those off and eat them. I don't know that there's anything better than that. Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah, I'm not they're sure. incredible. I don't think they're a little incredible. bit, a little bit tart, but yeah. a little bit sweet, but very tropical. Wow. I think that may be the best. That's a good awesome. one. That's well a done. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll have
1: to come visit you and get some fresh flowers. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: well, again, Dr. Gladden, there's so much wisdom to unpack in this interview. I don't even know what to say. And we're so profoundly grateful that yeah. you came to spend time with us on the show. And again, thank you for the promo code for our listeners to check it out: genova15 at And Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Gladden. This is a blast. You guys
2: are great. <laughs> Beautiful great. questions. I love the conversation. It was great. Thank you so us much. T. Yeah, t. T. yeah, t. yeah.
1: Thank you. Holy smokes. All I can say is anytime you invoke a gong while no, you're talking to a guest, that's It means wisdom. something. Yeah, that's, that's wisdom. It's, it's
0: not just another one of our little, our little jingles or whatever. Oh, it, it, no. No, we, we are very selective with the gong, really and that was to, entirely deserved. Gosh, I have
1: to, there's so much to think about.
0: I think we should just sit here in silence for the next 30 minutes. I'll
1: agree. All right. Sit with us, everyone. Let's unpack that.
0: I mean, that's it. Like, he just cracked the code. Mm -hmm. He just cracked the code. Mm
1: -hmm. And there you have it, Michael Chapman. Now you've got the game plan to live forever. I
0: can't wait. I'm going to be like (laughs) one of those elves from Lord of the Rings. I'm just going to be around forever. Drive my kids crazy. Um, (laughs) And us. Yeah, that's right. So I was thinking about how you're always crushing it. Okay. And I was wondering, what is the opposite of crushing it? Is it expanding it? Hmm. Is that Because maybe that's what I'm doing.
1: Blowing it up, I think. Like, you're just blowing it up. You're blown up. No, that's not it either. I don't know what is the opposite of crushing it.
0: I think it's expanding it. No, maybe it's being... If you think of, like, an aluminum can, you can crush it. And that, yeah, you know, technically... And then you can expand it.
1: Technically, you're right. That is the opposite. But I think maybe the opposite would be you're either crushing it or you're being crushed. You know?
0: But that's not opposite. You just switched subject to object. I mean, Boy, plus, why is it a versus? You versus the outside world. Can't we? Can't we all get along? <laughs> How's that for crushing it? You're crushing it. Next time on the Lab Report, we're gonna do a spotlight on progesterone.
1: You know, it doesn't really get its due. It's a precursor and so important. Let's focus on
0: it. Yeah, you ever heard of gestation?
1: <laughs> it's kind of important.
0: Progestation. Wow. You know that thing that creates life. Mm
1: -hmm. you've been listening to the lab report if you like what you hear please subscribe to our podcast rate us and leave us a review to learn more about Genova Diagnostics visit our website at gdx.net there you'll find information on specific testing educational resources and how to connect with our show call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net Excited about taking the family camp in this weekend?
0: I am. I'm I'm just a ball of stress at all times. Dude, so any any extra thing is <laughs> just another extra thing.
1: Sounds super relaxing and fun for you. I'd be just like worried about bears all night.
0: The nice thing is once you get out there, it like it takes me a good couple hours, but then I finally like relent to just like being in nature and yeah. then I'm like, Oh.
1: <sighs> but you're in the nature with little kids and bears.
0: Bears don't no. They don't want to You're mess scared? with you for the most
1: part. No. How about snakes? Snakes? Skunks? They just smell. <laughs> do they bite? Do, snunks, s- do skunks bite? I'm sure bite? they can. I wonder if you could get close enough to have it bite you. You'd get sprayed first and run the other way.
0: I can tell you like camping.
1: <laughs> I was a Girl Scout, I have, you know, growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>